Bruchim Aboyim B'Shem Hashem Berachnuchim Beves Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night cheer. Um, we're running a little problem here, of course, on Skype. Not sure what. And uh, yes, we should actually have this shit in the sukkah. However, unfortunately, unfortunately, we are not in the sukkah because of the heat outside. And um, oof. Discuss <laughs> We'd like to discuss first of all the Delta of Sukkis. Maybe I'll show the upcoming second days of Sukkis. How about in the Yisrael the Teva? Um Awkward, I can't figure out. Why I'm not getting in Skype. Okay. Please stop that. Okay. Move and we can push it. The Yom Tov Sukkis begins with its Dalit Milim. The Dalit Milim, of course, as you all know, are the Lulav, the Eshig. The Hadassim and the Harovis. Each one, of course, as we know, is brought down from the Pasuk and the Tera. And each one needs to 
very difficult. And Moshe, you're right. I need a new secretary for Skype. Um, Okay. The four of the Lulav, the Essig, the Adatsam that I also mentioned the Tate as we said. Of course, we forgot to tell that this year is Lila Nishmas Yaakov Nachman Ben Tzvi Hirsch. Shem Shav and Aliyah. Shabbat Shalom to better for his family. I'm sure it's extremely, extremely trying yamtiv. Hard time for the family. Especially now on a yamtiv again. It was hard enough. Shoshana, Yom Kippur, Sukkis is a family of Yamtif. The whole family gets together, stays together, and it's extremely, extremely, extremely trying and difficult. And um, maybe we should help. But uh, everybody should have Kayach. And to wish a bracha to all those that reached out and to help the family. I will continue helping, continue being there for the family. Very difficult to discuss, and of course, this this week also I'd like to de- dedicate to Yechiel ben Yisrael Olavas Shalom, who's the outside being the second day of Sukkot, Shabbos Shalom and Aliyah. Should be good to better for the whole family, all of us. I'm sorry, all of us, his his children, his nieces, his nephews. And everyone else in the family, extended family, his members of his shul, all those that he gave his life for. A yid, a tremendous, tremendous Talmud Chacham. A yid with a tremendous Avas Yisrael. Great devotion to what he did. Very, very learned. More than anything else, 
a a chassid, a true chassid, when he came, when he came to the Rebbe, and he had been in hospital for a very very long time because of a lung infection. The Rebbe extended his hand to him and he began to cry. He said, why would the Rebbe do that? The Rebbe doesn't give his hand to the Chassid. The Rebbe told him straight forward after a year in hospital, almost a year in hospital, whatever it was, a person can get a Shalom Aleichem. Um, wherever it might have been, the family took the travels from the town that he was born in, in Sanz, to to Zagush, to Jambul, all throughout the travels. They always remained steadfast, the Yiddishkeit. Excellent, expert, expert, Balkeda. And just a very beloved person, father, uncle. Shamus and Shul, sweating in a cold factory, whatever he was doing throughout his life, always, always very, very devoted, always very loving, always very caring. And he's missed, very much so. I'm going to run myself into a ragged situation here because I'm not concentrating on the shear. I'm trying to get into Skype, and this is wrong in too many ways. Let's return back to the ship.
Okay, this is not going to happen right now. I'm afraid we're not going to be on Skype tonight after all said and done. So you can't log into it. Let's just continue the share and let's show anyone that could not manage to get on. I'm sorry. We tried to fix it. It wasn't working. Again, saying the positive of the Kaktan Lechem, Be'em Rishin, Pri'eitz Hodar, Kapes Tamarim, Vanaf Eitz Aves, Varme Nachal. The four different, I don't know, Minim of the Lulav and Esrik. The first three minim, though, are different than the fourth. A recognizable way of showing this, the Apostle gives us a certain condition that needs to be upheld in order that this min, this certain part of the of the four parts the certain component needs to be in place in order for the in order for the four parts to be kosher pre eight hadar the first of the four the pre eight hadar referring to of course as you know the esrog The esrig is taken, considered as to be pre-eights, first of all. It needs to be a fruit from a tree. That's its first criteria. And it needs to be a hodder. It needs to be pretty. Very interesting to note that someone just told me, my wife actually just told me a story of a fellow that went to, quote-unquote, look for an esrik. Now, I don't know if you ever experienced esrik looking, esrik searching, esrik, esrik hunting. Um, people go all out. People go all out and they, they, they get really serious about this people scrutinize an estric they take it outside into the sunlight they take it outside into the exact angle of the sun to see if there's any brown spots to see if the top part of the estric is growing in a proper fashion, a proper, proper direction. If it's growing in a, in a certain turn, if the esrig has a little gartel around it, if the esrig has a certain amount of character. And many people, and I won't say different from myself, I'm not the same chazer in that, 
the Yashik speaks to me. If the Yashik doesn't speak to me, I just don't don't feel comfortable. Personally, when I choose, I got to choose for all my children as well. They come along. We get a nice selection. Always, we're treated very, very nicely. Baruch Hashem, because we're going to the same people for over 40 years plus. My father used to take him, take him as a child yet. So, 50 years. And they bring out a selection to choose. And I'll take out a few out of a, take out one at a time out of a box. And they'll talk to me and say, Oh, this one is for this kid. And this one is for this child. This one is for this child. And they pick it up later and they open up the box and they say, Wow, Ty, you chose me. Mom is the perfect district this year. And then, unfortunately, I have a harder time finding my own. Whatever reason that might be, I don't know. Not Zeichet to see my Esri right away. This fellow, this story, the fellow went for an Esri and was not happy with anything this fellow had, the merchants had. Now the merchants, there are some that go actually to Italy themselves and they pick their own Esri. Some go to Israel and pick their own Esri. And there are those that buy from these people that pick the Esrigim. They they are called the the wholesalers. And then the wholesalers will push on to the retailers. And then they have those that will sell to the people on the streets, that sell off the tables and the chairs. Each one to his own. Um, So this fellow walked in. And he found a... uh, he, he found there was nothing there appealing to him. Shreigim just, he didn't find any of them were nice. So he was walking out. And he's walking out, he saw one of the w- richer people of the community, one of the wealthier people of the community walking in. And the fellow, this guy is going in here to buy, the fellow was intrigued, to say the least. He's going to buy. Let me see what he buys. Let me see what he chooses. Maybe the guy has something in a box somewhere. And he goes, <laughs> and he sees the guy walk in, pick up one, two, or three, and say him, choose an estimate, how much is this? The guy told him his top dollar price. Man took out the money, paid for it proudly. Got a lulav, got his dasan. Maybe there are others who include, included. Most people don't include it. And started walking out. As he's walking out, this fellow walked out with him. And he says to him, Anshuldit, excuse me. Pardon my rudeness, but may I ask you something? He says, sure. He says, what, what was that all about? He says, what was what? did you really look at that asterisk? He said, of course. Did you find it appealing? Did you find it... Did it speak to you? Did it... What was it that, that made you choose this asterisk? There was nothing special. Just so why did you choose it? I mean, you have the money to buy anything, any way you want, the, the most... Choices, asterisk there is. He says, you know what? It's a mitzvah to have a nice asterisk. But it's a bigger mitzvah to support your fellow Jew. 
this man needs the money. This guy took a tremendous lesson from this. But the story goes further. He was so intrigued by this story and the sincerity of the person he had to see how true it really was. So he (laughs) went to shul with his fellow went to shul to see is he really going to use the real, that Esrik. Or at least I bought another Esrik somewhere else. And lo and behold, he sees the man take out of that box that he took from that place, that very same Esrik, benched on that Esrik, davened with that Esrik, with a shyness with that Esrik. Wow. He was wowed. And he came to the secretary of the Rebbe. And he told the secretary of the Rebbe what happened. And he says, I'd like to write this to the Rebbe. And the secretary told him, you know what? Honestly, the Rebbe is bombarded constantly with sorrows, with problems, with pain, with illness, with poverty. So, so many problems come to the Rebbe's desk. It would be, I'm sure, a great honor and pleasure for the Rebbe to hear of such great avas Yisrael, such great love for a fellow Jew. Adrama. Go for it. Write it up. So this fellow did something very interesting. He went to somebody with a very beautiful handwriting and a very, very talented writing, al not necessarily beautiful handwriting per se, but they knew how to write. And he got the guy to put the story in a poem fashion. And he bought special paper and had it written out beautifully on this special paper. This wonderful, wonderful story of Avas Yisrael. And the story came, the, the masker, the secretary, took the story, took it to the Rebbe, took it into the Rebbe, and the masker placed it on top. placed it on the top of the pile of letters. And he waited a little bit by the door. He dawdled, he tardied. And the Rebbe looked at this letter. And it had such a smile on his face. was so happy. was such pleasure in the Rebbe's face. To hear of this great, great Avas Yisrael, this great love of a fellow Jew that this man displayed. So let us go back to the Esrig 
The esrog needs to be beautiful, though. If it's dried up, it's puzzle. It's not fit. The next of the four is the kapis tamarim, the lulav. The lulav needs to be kapis, it's firm, and it has to have, it has to be branches that are fit to be able to give out fruit. The dates. If not, again, it's possible. Then the enough eight others, the hodos, the hadasan. The hadasan needs to be always thick. They need to be triple. Three, the Gemara, if you keep your square at home. Sechta Sukkah Lamed Beis, the end of Amid Beis. And Rashi explains it as well. They need to be tripled. If they're not, they're puzzled. The fourth of the, th- the four is known as the Arrova. And it says there also, Arve Nachal. It should grow near the Nachal, near the rivers. And the willow indeed does grow near rivers, but still in all, it's not a dual ends all stipulation. If it doesn't grow near a river, it's still kosher. So this is not something that needs to actually be enforced. That has to be by the river. If it grew in a desert, if it grew in mountains, it would also be kosher. So the Arabs that are growing generally are generally by the Nachal and the kosher. Why is the Arve Nachal different from the rest? That this one has no stipulations that it must be this way otherwise. At least if you told me that it had to be by the Nachal, it had to grow from the river, and if it didn't grow by the riverside, then it would not be kosher. It has some kind of stipulation. But yet here we find that there's no stipulation whatsoever. Again, the Gemara, if you're keeping score at home, is now Gemara and Sukkah, Lamed Gimel, 33, the end of side 2. In the Mishnah. And it brings down that Arve Nachal is plural. Because it's plural, comes to teach us also the Arava could grow anywhere. All the Aravas, Aravas that are growing by the Nachal, that grow by the Midberg or the mountains, are all Kshayra. Still doesn't give us any
any understanding to our question. Because this itself needs to be answered. Why is the Teda so makbid, so careful, only by the others, that they have to be a specific situation, not by the Arava? Loshan Rambam Shachnarach It says that Reiv min ze Hugodl anachli mayim Majority of this Min Of this species Grows by The river Therefore it's called Aravinachal From there we see The din According to the Pasuk why they're called Arvinachal? Because most of the brands grow there. But there are those that grow elsewhere and they're kosher. It doesn't say about the Arve, the Shnurab. Commentaries add on this. You cannot say according to the day of the Rambam. They need to write Arve in order to learn out that the Aravis need to be two. Because according to the Rambam, the intention of the Taylor when it says Arve Nachal plural it's only generalization of the min to tell us that it grows elsewhere not how we have to do the mitzvah so how do we know actually what the difference why this is so different than all the other three minim This explanation we see in many different places. There are things in the Torah that are not settled, something we can't understand, according to the simple explanation, according to the Nigla of the Torah. And it's explained according to the Derech HaDirash and the Remez, not according to the Pshat, but rather according to the Remez and Drush. And this is of course explained according to Drash, Remez, according to Primius Hatera, as Rashi says in Mikra Hazer, Eimer Eladarsheni. This Mikra, this Pasuk is only to learn out. And the same is in this situation, in this case. It's not a simple explanation. But rather we understand these four species that we use on Sukkis by Drash. What is the Drush? When it comes to the Dalad Minin, the four species, the Madrash tells us 
that they go in accordance to the four types of Jews. The Esrig represents a species that has taste and has a smell. That is according to the Jew that learns Teda and does mitzvahs. The Kapis Tamarim, the Luliv, has <coughs> Tamarim have a taste, but they don't smell. The dates taste, but they don't smell. That is the person, the people that learn Teda, but don't necessarily do Maisim Tevim. Then we have the Hadas. It smells beautiful, but has no taste. These are the people that don't learn Teda. Excuse me, learn Teda. I'm sorry. Those are the people that do Maisim Tevim, but don't necessarily learn Teda. And finally, the Arava has no taste nor smell, and this is for the people that unfortunately do not learn Teda yet, and do not do Maisim Tevim yet. Bring all four together, we have all the four types of Jews, and we bring them and we tie them all Aguda Achas. And this is our four species, says the Medrash. So we find, therefore, the main difference between the Arava and the other three, that the other three have something to it, either Torah, Maisen Tevim, or both. Whereas the Arava has nothing. It represents the person that doesn't learn Torah or do Maisen Tevim. It has no good attribute to it. Therefore, the same would be also when we tie them together. The other three minim, why we bring them together? Because they have their pluses. Masha'enkein, the Arava, has nothing to it. It has nothing to sell. So what is it there for? It's for the Jew that simply has the beautiful fact that they are Jewish. That in itself is the reason for the fourth for the Arava. So according to this, we now understand, according to Halacha, the difference between these three Simonim, these three Minim, and the Arava. And we also understand this according to Drash. The first three Simonim, first three Minim types, are references to Tera. Priyets Hadar, Kapis, Tamarim, on them it says we pale, and it's we see in their minim that they're doing something. They represent a certain type of Jew.
Mashenkin that over. The Tater's sign for that is it's Arvinachon. It's Orva Shabi Yisrael. His Maile is according to the connection, the Kolos Hamin, the fact, the generalization, the mere fact there is a child of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Since this Maile is in every Jew, even the Jew that does not have Teda Mitzvah, Teda Maisen Tevim, even the youngest child, or the Tinik Shenishba Ben Akum, the child that was raised in a not in a secular fashion or a non-Jewish fashion, and doesn't even know that he's really Jewish. This Arava, therefore, also is needed in order to be Mekayim the Mitzvah. It doesn't necessarily have to grow by a river. As we see the Trinik Shanishba ben Akum. Still in all, it's Kesheda in order to be Mekayim the Mitzvah. This is a clear lesson for our behavior, how we need to behave in life. How we need to bring together, we need to unite all types of Jews. First and foremost, we need to know, we need to be together with all Jews. The simplest, the ones that have absolutely nothing or could do nothing, with the greatest. And that is what we see from these four minim. And we're not completing our mitzvah. We're not fulfilling our mitzvah by only one. If we don't have one of them, we're not fulfilling the mitzvah. And as we say in the Pasuk, that bringing together these four, the dear and dears before the Almighty, seeing all His children together. And another thing yet, the unity, the uniting, between the first three, which all are involved somehow in Torah or Mitzvahs, and the fourth who is nothing. The first three are connected to open, revealed. They have something to sell. Not enough that you belong to a good family, a learned family, or you're enrolled in a yeshiva, or you yourself learning yeshiva, or <clears throat> you learnt in the past, you need to have now the time. You need that taste now. The lima da and the maizim 
But when you're Mekarev, the Ish Bashut, we don't have to stand with stipulations. First, you have to do Tere, Maizmutevim. Even not completing so much so. A Nachal, an Arava, growing by a Nachal. But he's a Jewish child. First and foremost, you need to tie him with Aves Yisrael, Aves Kal Yehudi, because he's a Jew. And this is what we learn, we need to be from the students of Aaron. Love the others, love your other, other creations, and bring them closer to Teda. Why that order, and why are those two stipulations? Because when you're when you truly love your fellow Jew, then you will be able to bring them to Mikarvalatera. After you bring this Ish Pashut, and you show him how you love him, and you show him the essence, the fact that he's Jewish is what means everything to you, this will bring him closer to Teda. This will bring him, bring him closer to God. We had the first night of Sukkot in February, and we have every year. And I guess we'll use names. Rabbi Yossi Paltiel, a renowned scholar and very famous speaker, quoted a story that he read from Rabbi Yossi Jacobson. He told the story of a antagonist, a misnagid, was not very fond of Chassidim. Was extremely wealthy man. He owned a lot of property in his town. He was the dual end all of the town. He had half the town in his employee. Majority, excuse me, majority of the town was under his employee. He was a big knake. But didn't necessarily care for Chassidim. And his next door neighbor was one of them. Was a Chassid. And this Chassid was an extremely happy person. Always very, very, very happy. And this Misnagin, unfortunately, was not. This Misnagin had a very hard time smiling at all. And, sad to say, The Misnagid would not appreciate the Chassid's pleasant demeanor, shall we say. So much so that he made sure 
Never to hire the chassid for anything. The chassid, however, managed. He found his way around. And the most painful part for the misnagid, who walked around always with his long face, as did his entire family, although they lacked nothing, was Sukkis. Because came Sukkis and they sat there with their drawn long faces. And the Chassid would sing and dance in his rickety old sukkah. How did the Chassid have a sukkah? He had no money. He had a very interesting custom. He used to go around from the whole town and borrow pieces of wood from everybody, build himself a sukkah, and then return it at the end of sukkahs. How wonderful is that? It worked for the chassid. But this gave the snagid, the, the antagonist, a little window here. Since everybody was in his employ, he gave out a little command. No one is to dare lend the chassid any wood for his sukkah. And this is a very, very sad moment. But they had to make do with what they could. And the Chassid, the night before Sukkis, as he went looking for wood, to borrow wood, could not find any. And so, it occurred to him that the Chevre Kadisha in the cemetery had a storage of wood. What was this wood? <laughs> this wood was for people who couldn't afford tombstones couldn't afford tombstones so they had these prefabricated tombstones that just said on them here lies when a person passed away they filled it in and yeah this was what this is a storage full. What did the Chassid do? He figured nobody's going to miss this. Nobody's going to be looking for it. So he went out to the cemetery that night. He took together all these Painitman plaques, here lies plaques. And he planked all these planks and he took them together. And he made a. Uh, sukkah and his beautiful beautiful sukkah was a beautiful thing very exciting, very happy and lo and behold first night of sukkahs the chassid was sitting in his sukkah rejoicing much to the chagrin of the misnagat
who heard this rejoicing couldn't believe what he was hearing and said, I have to go find out who lent money to this chassid. Who did this? Came out, he storms into the chassid sukkah, and he said, who lent you wood to build your sukkah? I said the chassid, I'll tell you a very sad story. Come and sit down, sit down, sit down. Please, my friend, sit down. Say the chayim. What is it? I was walking the last night, and I was looking for a uh, for panels for the sukkah. Unfortunately. There was nobody ready to lend me one. It was tough. I was not happy. But what could I do? So, as I was walking, I bumped into the Malachim the angel of death. And, um, I said, hey, what are you doing here? Who would you come to take? She tells him, it's not good, he came to take you. I told the Malachamovis, you know what, buddy? Don't trouble yourself. Don't even bother. He's been dead for years. There's no life in his life. There's no soul in his life. He has no... He doesn't really... He really no happiness, no joy. Just that it's a waste to take him. Malachamov said, fine. Good advice. Advice taken. How can I repay you for your good advice? So this is, I need wood for my sukkah. Let's come to the cemetery. There's plenty of wood. And he took me to the cemetery. And there I found all the pieces of wood, all these Pai Nitman woods, that say, here lies. And that's how I built my sukkah. And if you don't believe me, here they are. Look at all the walls. Well, the Misnagid, obviously, started shaking in his boots, hearing this, and seeing this testimony. He says, what do I do? How do I find joy how do I find this Simchas Chaim that you have? And he said, My child, my Simchas Chaim is not for my money. My Simchas Chaim is for one thing the fact that I have a Rebbe. Go to the Rebbe. See. Learn. Hear. And you will see what Simchas Chaim is all about. Very quickly, I'd like to finish off with the Gemara. Those keeping score at home again, Sukkah Lamed Zayin Amad Beis. Ironic how all these Gemaras that we're quoting today are mentioned in Sech Sukkah. Hmm. Anyway, the reason that we bench Al Natilas Lulav 
We're taking four speeches, as we said before, and we're making a bracha. What are the bracha? Alatilas lulav. The bracha is on the lulav. Why the lulav out of the other species? And the Yamada says because it's the highest, it's the tallest of them all. Physically. So if that's the physical reason, it should be a spiritual reason as well. That the lulav, making the lulav higher than all the rest. And therefore we make the bracha al tilas lulav. So we need to understand, what is that all about? Chazal tell us, when it comes to the four species, the esrig hints on all these. It says, teda maizim tevim, as we said before. The lulav has teda, but not necessarily maizim tevim. The hadas has, as we said before, maizim tevim alone. And the arava has neither. From here we learn out, that the teichen, the spiritual of each one of these, the mild of the esrig is that it has more than the rest of them, because it has both. If that's the case, why do we not make the bracha on the esrig? Why dafka on the lulav? Now, the Rebbe explains in Tanya, God made mitzvahs. It is greater for sit and learn teda than any other mitzvahs. For even though, although you're doing mitzvahs, you tie the person, person connects himself with God, it's not as great as connecting to God through learning of Teda. For Kiyim Mitzvah shows about the actual nullification of the person to God. It's like a bitle of the wagon to the rider. The nullification of the parts, the body parts, to the soul, and to the yearning of the person, etc. After the person nullifies everything, to the Ebishter, he remains something separate. He still remains a different entity from God. Again, like the wagon and the rider. Two different things. And the same with the body and the soul. But when someone's learning Teda, the Ebishter and the Teda are one. So when the person understands the Dvar Teda, and he gets it into his Seichel, he becomes one. This becomes one with the person and with the Abishta. It's a tremendous unity. And since this actus with the Abishta, this uni- unity with the Abishta, is through Lima Teda alone, therefore we find that the entire person gives himself over to Lima Teda into his understanding. So this person at that time is connected totally with God. This is the mile of the Lulav over the Yesrik. Someone that has Teda and Maisim Tevim. Yes, they're working in Teda, but they're also doing mitzvahs. They're taking off time from that. But when the person has Maisim Tevim, he's doing mitzvahs, he's doing great things, he's connecting with God. But only for the moment, only with a mitzvah. Mashenki, and a person sitting and learning Teda, he finds himself with a total, complete connection with God. Therefore, when the person says, Ainli alateda, I feel the teda ainli. It's a Gemara Mesech Jevamis, Dav Beis, for those who are keeping score at home. Therefore, the intention is the person has to be Asik and Maisim Tevim, only according to how much he needs. According to what teda requires. The main thing that a person needs to do is to devote himself 
to the studies of Teda. And therefore, as we prepare ourselves now, Hashem for the second days of Sukkot, Heshan Rabbah, which is the completion of all the tshuva and all the mice and tevim, everything comes now down to Heshan Rabbah, and the night before Heshan Rabbah we say the Chumash, the Varam, the entire Chumash, and we say the entire Tehillim with the Minyan, and the Kadeshim we recited in between each Sefer, and the special Nidotsons that are said between each Sefer. And then we go into Ishan Rabbah and the Minik to eat different foods of Shana It's a mitzvah to have a Suda on the day of Ishan Rabbah. And then we go into the Hakafis, which is the time we dance with the Teda without looking even what the Teda is saying to us. We dance with Simchas HaTeda just because it's the Teda. So too, we need to prepare ourselves We need to prepare ourselves for the mitzvah, for the ultimate dance, the dance with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as He will take us out of Golos into Yerushalayim, in HaKadosh, this very Shabbos, and we will sit, we will dance in Sukkot of Mashiach in a way, in a fashion that the Eivishta will be with us and will hear Terech Adasha Me'iti Teitzei Shabbat Shalom and good job to you all.